Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, where are the Phillies stacking up in terms of the NL East with the trades and signings that have already been made in the division this offseason? We'll break it down on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, this is indeed Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phillies baseball for years over on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio. NBC Sports Philadelphia on the TV. College and uh, semi-pro baseball pitcher back in the day. Uh, credentialed Phillies media member. Happy to be here with you as your host of Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. YouTube, the Odyssey app, all that good stuff. Make sure you're please rating, reviewing, subscribing. Take a quick second. Hit that subscribe button if you are indeed a Philadelphia Phillies fan or a fan of just the NL East, or a fan of just Major League Baseball in general. Or maybe you just like my hat. Uh, maybe you're just bored. I don't know. Click subscribe anyway. Takes zero time. Costs you absolutely nothing. Helps me out immensely. So I appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Locked on Phillies. Now, today, we're going to start by discussing the hierarchy of the National League East. Yeah, I, I know. An interesting question, right? Because this is a very, very interesting Division. I'm trying to think of ones that may rival this. Uh, I guess the National League West is still interesting because the Dodgers are super talented and the Padres have retooled this offseason. And the Giants were a 100-win team two years ago now. So maybe that's something to keep an eye on, even though I think the Giants were frauds that year. Uh, clearly it turned out that way because they did not have a good 2021 season. Or I'm sorry, what year is it? 2022 season, rather, I should say. forgot what year it was for a second there. Uh, so the NL West is interesting. The AL East is going to be interesting with the young upstart Blue Jays, uh, hopefully for them making another step. The Yankees bring Judge back. Uh, the Red Sox, what in the world are they doing? Who knows? But the Orioles could be poised to take a big jump. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle, um, Adley Rushman. Guys down there to keep an eye on in Baltimore. The Tampa Bay Rays are always a little bit pesky. So I guess the American League East is another good one. But really, the NL East you're looking at is a uh, a viable option for the best division in baseball. I don't know. The Nationals kind of bring it down a little bit uh, and the Marlins. But the top three are as good as any division in all of baseball. When you look at the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves. So with the moves that have been made this offseason – well, where do the Philadelphia Phillies rank? Where do they stack up? We're going to go bottom to top, and we'll discuss. Now, this is at the current time. This is not opening day roster. This is not come September in a playoff push. This is not 2022 when the season ended, because that would be the Phillies, because they went to the World Series and won the NL pennant. No, this is currently today, December 13th, where these teams stand. Now, at the bottom is still the Washington Nationals. They haven't done anything to improve their standing. They won't do anything to improve their standing. They're still trying to figure out a potential sale of their team. And the, the GM is tied. His hands are tied by that issue going on, not knowing how much he can spend, who the owner is going to be, all this other stuff. Nationals still very much in the basement. Marlins very much still in fourth place. They've got some a really good young pitching staff. 
I really like Jazz Chisholm as a player. It uh, sounds like over the course of this past season, there were some issues with the locker room and him and some other players. I don't know exactly what's going on down there in Miami. Whatever it is, it's not great. And it's not anything that should concern the top three teams in this division. So Miami, unless they make like some really, really big splash moves the rest of the way, uh, and there aren't really that many more splash moves left to make, I, I don't know that they could even – go out and get that would make a huge difference. Carlos Rodon maybe would be something interesting, but their pitching staff's already pretty good. Um, when when you look at what they're working with down there with Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez, and uh, you, maybe they're trying to move Pablo. I, I don't know what the Marlins are doing. They're kind of in that weird purgatory zone, but they're in the lower level of purgatory where it's not even 500 every year. It's, uh, I don't know, 10 games below 500, not really competitive. Not really going up, not really going down, though. And, yeah, they're just in a weird spot. So that leaves us with the top three. We already knew what the top three were going to be, right? The Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves. And this is interesting to me because we had this conversation over on 97.5 The Fanatic this morning on the John Kincaid show. Um, And at the time, I put the Philadelphia Phillies as the – second or third best roster in the National League. I had them as the first or second best roster currently in the division, trailed by either the Braves and the Mets or trailed by just the Mets. And I have the Mets as third. And Mets fans are going to be like, what are you talking about? We got Verlander. We got Senga. We got Jose Quintana. Uh, We brought back Brandon Nimmo. Like, oh, I, I get all this stuff. I absolutely do get those arguments in favor of the New York Mets. Maybe I'm hating a little bit because I am a Mets hater and they drive me insane. Let me talk you through why I have the Mets third, right? So compared to what they had last year, they lost Jacob DeGrom. They replaced him with Justin Verlander. Considering the ages and assuming DeGrom's health, That, to me, seems like a one-for-one swap. That doesn't seem like an improvement. That seems like a potential improvement because Verlander might play more, but he's also turning 40. Like, I I see that as kind of an even, like a no game. That's They replace Jacob deGrom evenly, which is, I mean, that's a heck of a thing to say with how talented deGrom is when he's healthy. But I don't see that as an improvement over last year's team. Giving Edwin Diaz $100 million, I don't know that I see that as an – it's certainly not an improvement over last year's team because he was on last year's team, but I I don't see him having the year he had last year. He hadn't done it before that. It was just kind of a perfect storm type of thing. We saw with Brad Lidge in 2008, and then – well, Brad Lidge didn't completely fall off the map, but he was never that again. So relievers are weird. He had a great season. Paying him that much money. Steve Cohen was not losing sleep over that, but who knows? Um, I guess Senga is the X factor because you lose Chris Bassett, but then you bring in Jose Quintana, and that's kind of even. Uh, we don't know how Senga transfers to the uh, to the, I almost said to the National League, to Major League Baseball in general, uh, coming over from Japan. So we will see how that exactly works out. By the way, Masataki Yoshida ends up in. Boston, I believe, is where he went, right? Yeah, so ends up in Boston, Massachusetts with the uh, Boston Red Sox. Uh, But Sega in division with the New York Mets. Uh, Where does he slide into the rotation? That might be the only upgrade 
that they've really had so far. David Robertson being brought into their bullpen helps, but like how good is David Robertson anymore and how much does a reliever really make that much of a difference? And bringing Brandon Nimmo back isn't an improvement. They had him last year. It's nice they're re-upping these guys, but they haven't really improved upon last year's positions besides one guy who's never played at this level before. Just my two cents. You know what? I'm going to put the Braves second because to this point, the Braves don't have a starting shortstop. Uh, maybe it's Vaughn Grissom. Who, who knows what they're doing there because Dansby Swanson is still very much available and out there. He could go back, but I don't know. Now, Sean Murphy uh, coming in as a catcher makes that team better, but the pitching staff's largely the same. Uh, Sean Murphy for Dansby Swanson basically swapping right now. I don't know if I call that even. I think Sean Murphy's a, a better player at his position than Swanson is at the shortstop position, but not anything huge for the Braves. They haven't made like a move that's been like, oh my goodness, look at how much better the Braves are going to be. They were really good last year though. So, and better than the Mets. So that's why I've got them at two. And then one, I got to put the Philadelphia Phillies. You can call me biased, but you've improved Trey Turner over Gene Segura. That's the biggest jump at any one position in the division uh, this offseason so far. All due respect to Gene Segura. Trey Turner's the first team all MLB shortstop, so can't beat that. Uh, you go out and you get Taiwan Walker from the Mets. Uh, I guess Taiwan Walker and Senga are uh, a bit of a swap. Not that they're even. Senga's a really, really has potential to be really, really good. But Taiwan Walker is a huge upgrade over Kyle Gibson. Uh, and Matt Strom is a slight upgrade over Brad Hand. So I know I said what I said about bullpen guys not making a difference. David Robertson, if he's not a huge upgrade for the Mets, then Matt Strom can't be for the Phillies. But the Phillies just seem to have made the biggest improvements. And they're already a team that I think with a with Rob Thompson the entire year this past year would have been closer to the 95-win range, which would have put them in conversation for the division down the stretch. And they wouldn't have won it. But now you're looking at a situation where the Mets have retooled, but maybe not totally improved as much as it might seem. The Braves have stood pat, basically, and added a catcher who's a nice player, but I don't know how much more it takes them over the hump. And then the Phillies have significantly improved on top of what was a World Series appearance here. So, yeah, that's my talent level on this roster. These rosters, rather, I should say going into the 2023 season, if it started today. Still more to go, but that's my ranking of the National League East. Now, coming up next, I want to talk through a little bit of rumor mill because I'm hearing these rumors about the Philadelphia Phillies might have something big up their sleeve, and I want to discuss this. And I want to talk to you a little bit about why, well, let's just say I'm not as optimistic as some other people out there. We'll discuss coming up next on Locked on Phillies. All right, let me tell you a little bit about my friends over at Bet Online because they're the absolute best. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Let me give you a little tip. There's a new favorite for MVP in the National Football League, and it's your boy Jalen Hurts, quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. If you're a Birds fan, and I know if you're a Phillies fan, you should be a Birds fan. You should be four for four. You should be following the Eagles when you're not zoned in on Locked On Phillies. Shout out to my friends over at Locked On Eagles and Lou DiBiase, who's working over there. Appreciate him and what he's doing for Locked On Network. But 
uh, go ahead and check out those odds uh, at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, so I've been talking to a couple people uh, around the station over at 97.5 The Fanatic, been tweeting with a couple people on Twitter and seeing these responses and everything like this. And there's a small faction of the fan base out there, the Philadelphia Phillies fan base, that thinks something else is coming, something big is coming. I mean, Dave Dombrowski talked about wanting to be under the luxury tax but doesn't know if that's going to happen. The Jason Stark tidbit that we shared with you last week about him thinking that he gets the impression that the Phillies just don't really care about going over the second luxury tax threshold or don't care about the money, and John Middleton doesn't care about spending it. Yeah, I I get what they're saying, but realistically, I look at the players available out there, and I wonder who's worth spending that money on. Because John Middleton, he had the quote, Back in November of 2018, we're going to spend money. We're even going to be a bit, we even might be a bit stupid with it, I believe is like my bastardization of the quote. But uh, yeah, basically what became the stupid money quote. <sighs> stupid money to John Middleton, though, is frankly different. To, that's different than stupid money to Steve Cohen is, like the owner of the New York Mets, of course. Steve Cohen's above and beyond rich. Incredible. John Middleton's incredibly well off. He's, I'd consider every owner of a major league baseball team rich. Hot take there. But there's a, there's levels to it. And John Middleton is not on the level wealth-wise that Steve Cohen is. So, yeah, John Middleton doesn't care about the money, but he's also not in the throw $100 million at a reliever for no reason because he had one good year type rich. And it's no fault of Steve Cohen. It's a good thing for the Mets fans. They should be excited. They have that resource at their disposal. John Middleton, though, make no mistake, he's not that. He's a guy who's focused on winning, but he's not going to go into the second luxury tax threshold just to sign like a seventh starter who might be a long relief guy out of the bullpen. No, it will have to make sense. And I look around at the free agents still available, and I don't really know who makes sense to get a big deal from the Philadelphia Phillies. Let's look at it realistically, right? Because your starting lineup defensively is set. JT's going to catch. Reese is going to play first base. Yes, Reese Hoskins is going to be your first baseman. Second base is going to be Bryce Stott. Shortstop is going to be Trey Turner. Third base is going to be Alec Bone. Right field to start the year is going to be Nick Castellanos. Center field to start the year is going to be Brandon Marsh. Left field to start the year is going to be Kyle Schwarber. DH is going to be, uh, I, I don't know, Derek Hall. Uh, or you're going to play Matt Veerling in one of the corners, and you're going to go ahead and DH Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. I suppose you could improve at a DH position, but I don't see a someone being brought in here to just be a DH or to be a part-time corner outfielder until Bryce Harper returns to health uh, as being someone you're going to throw a big contract at. It, it doesn't frankly makes sense to pay a guy like that whether or not you can afford to pay that guy because i know baseball's no salary cap or anything like that but even if you can afford to pay the guy that you just don't do it if i go down to the wawa and i want an italian hoagie and they say okay and i know what an italian hoagie is worth at wawa it's like seven dollars if i get the classic size shout out to wawa free ad here 
But uh, if I go down and I get the Wawa and it's seven bucks, I'm not going to then turn to him and say, well, man, I, ha I had a great week. Let me pay you $14 for it. No, I'm going to pay you what it's worth for that if I want that item. It's not realistic to, to overpay. And if they're out of Italian hoagies, I'll live. It's not filet mignon. It's a great sandwich. I love Wawa, but it's not like a have-to-have-it meal. So, yeah, there's not going to be a situation where – you throw this big contract at a player that's really not going to do all that much for you. Uh, you're not going to do it for any reliever, really. Uh, e even the top market closers, and I don't think you need to go get one of those guys. You're just going to round out the bullpen with veteran arms that you trust. And there'll be other contracts, but relievers, one, don't normally get long-term deals. And two, don't normally command that much money, unless you're Edwin Diaz in the New York Mets, who we've mentioned multiple times this episode. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see it there. And starting pitching, I know, Carlos Rodon's out there. You're looking at it as a possibility of like, oh, will the Phillies go out and get another big starting pitcher? They've already invested in the position in Taiwan Walker. You already have two top-level arms in Aaron Nolan and Zach Wheeler. That's three guys. Rager Suarez is in the rotation. That's four guys. Bailey Falter factors in somehow. That's five guys. Christopher Sanchez is available for a spot start out of the minor leagues. That's six guys. Uh, you've got Matt Strom, who has started in the past, who's now in your bullpen, potential option for like a setup guy, a uh, an opener, if you will. That's seven guys. You have Andrew Painter down in the minor leagues who could make his debut this year. That's eight guys. You have Griff McGarry down in the minor leagues that could make his appearance this year. That's nine guys. I, you've got a bunch of options at the position already. Why would it make sense to go ahead and get another guy? Those are all really, really talented arms, with the exception of maybe Christopher Sanchez, who you haven't seen a lot of, Bailey Falter, who was really good last year and didn't make a jump, Matt Strom, who's out of the pen. But I just, if you ask me, do I want to give Andrew Painter a shot or do I want to go spend an inordinate amount of money to bring in another guy when you've already got Taiwan Walker to add to the team this offseason? I say, no, I'm good with Andrew Painter. Give him a shot. Like, could you invest more at the position? Yes, I just don't see it. So if you're sitting around waiting for a huge splash move for the Philadelphia Phillies the rest of free agency, uh, I'm sorry, I just don't see it coming. I don't feel it coming. I don't see where it would happen. I don't see a player that's a big fit like that. That's just me. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe there is something exciting waiting in the wings, but when I hear that, I, I don't roll my eyes because I don't think it's insane. I just personally don't see it happening. So I guess don't hold your breath would be my advice if you're waiting for one of those big moves. Just my two cents on some stuff. I've been hearing rumors and hearing whispers that maybe something big is coming. I I don't see it, but I still think the Phillies will have a couple of smaller additions, and I still think it's a hugely successful offseason, regardless of what they do the rest of the way. Now, coming up next, we're going to do the advent calendar. We'll have the answer to yesterday's clue. We will have a new one for today. Uh, and we will break that all down as we wrap up today's Lock on Phillies. Okay, let me tell you about my friends over at Simply Safe. Here on Lock on Phillies, and here with Connor Thomas, we believe that home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially around the holidays, right? This is a uh, tough time of year to do that, though. Y you normally feel safe around the holidays, so it's a false sense of security. Well, not false if you get Simply Safe, but if you don't have them, here's some things you should know. It's one of the biggest times for package thefts. One of the biggest times of the year for break-ins because think about it. You're traveling. You're not home a lot. 
Uh, people trying to steal your stuff know you're getting a lot of nice, expensive things delivered to your house for presents, for the holidays. So you got to be absolutely prepared. Let me tell you why Simply Safe is the only home security system I recommend. They've got sensors, cameras, video doorbell stuff. They've got everything you need. They got 24 7 monitoring from agents who will respond, and they have advanced technology that is just so tuned in. They know whether it's the Christmas tree fell through the front window or someone actually is breaking into your house. All right. Not sold yet. Listen, I trust them with my mom and my dog's life back home. I always think it's funny when I I list those two of it because I imagine someone out there might be like, yeah, those aren't exactly on the same part. Well, first off, I love my dog. Love my mom too. And obviously... (laughs) Love my mom more, but it doesn't matter. I don't have to choose. Simply Safe will protect all of them. You're in the house, you're protected by Simply Safe. You're in the yard, you're protected by Simply Safe. They got everything they need that you need to secure your property, your possessions, and everything for the holiday season. And don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB because there's no safe. Like Simply Safe. All right. So it's time for the advent calendar. And yesterday's clue, I think only one person actually sent me in this answer, but they nailed it. 1996 All Star out of the bullpen. Of course, that's Ricky Bedalico, my co worker over at 97 by the Fanatic. Love Ricky. Great guy, great arm, and was a really good reliever for a long time in Major League Baseball. So, yes, Ricky Bow was the answer for day 12 of the Philadelphia Phillies advent calendar as of yesterday so good work on that one i don't think we've had a single one so far that somebody hasn't gotten and today will be no different people will get this one but out of respect i have to make this the clue um this former philadelphia phillies player unfortunately just passed away he was a pitcher from the whiz kids and i know it's been a while since the original whiz kids we're actually on anybody's mind here in Philadelphia. But if you're the older generation, you know this guy. And if you're even if you're not, if you're the younger generation, you saw the press releases today of him passing away. He was the last surviving member of the Wiz Kids. He was inducted onto the Phillies Wall of Fame in 1993. Uh, yeah, everyone knows who I'm talking about at this point, if you're familiar with this player whatsoever. And also, uh, from what I've read, of course, before my time and – like way before my time, but it's important to know the history of the organization and the team and of your city, uh, huge in the area and in the community. And um, yeah, just to show respect will be the clue and the answer for today, Tuesday, December 13th for the advent calendar. So again, your ace starting pitcher for the whiz kids uh, way back in the day in the 1950s, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. If you date back long enough, or maybe you're uh, the generation before me and your dad really loved watching this guy pitch uh, a lot of complete games. I think, uh, let me see on my phone because I, I have the stats here. Um, 109 complete games. His career. A- absolutely incredible. That They don't do that anymore. They don't build them like that anymore. 366 ERA and 325 games in 13 seasons with the Philadelphia Phillies. Heck of a career. Heck of a life. I'll tell you the name, but um, yeah, just uh, a great uh, Philadelphia Phillies icon from years gone by uh, that was lost today, unfortunately. So we will give you the name, but that's our clue for the advent calendar. Uh, so I'll add him in there 
uh, whoever it may be, if you can guess it, uh, ahead of tomorrow's show and talk again about him then. But that's all for today's episode. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now make your next listen Locked On Sports today. Biggest breaking news of the sports world every day. They keep you updated. Baseball, basketball, football, hockey, soccer, everything. Check out Locked On Sports today. They're available wherever you get your podcast, YouTube, the Odyssey app, just like we are here on Locked On Phillies. Thank you for uh, following along for today's episode, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.